That's what we'll do from now, guys. If there's anyone who wants to share uh, about their experiences from Team War Awakening in general, whether it's an observation, uh, it can be right back from whichever Team War Awakening you're involved with. Uh, we'll just pass the microphone around. We are uh, recording this. One thing we love to do is to... Um, see, John? Is to uh, capture everybody's little... Um, shares and insights and team or awakenings if you will and then turn that into sort of some sort of a, a podcast or release so Rob's already got us started thanks for that uh, we'll keep it a little bit a little bit shorter uh, per person than Rob otherwise we, <laughs> otherwise we may as well just stay for the next AGM but um, yeah who'd like to uh, who has a share it is, it is related to Timor Awakening, but this candle that Gary's put out there for, for Max, I want to talk about Max because there's a guy, Englishman, he sounded like a German guy because he had a German name and I couldn't quite figure out what nationality he was, Portuguese, German or, or whatever. But he's a POM and I, through this death of Max, I've heard some of his previous commentaries wow that guy spoke beautifully beautifully as a abc type reporter but in the last five years i've known max as a person who could hardly talk he had difficulty because he had cancer of the throat i think it was and you could see you could see his voice going downhill and I almost wrote him off to say, well, who, who is that guy trying to talk? But if you turn the clock back, he was a brilliant, brilliant person. Now, what I'm leading up to is that um, Max uh, came to Australia because of his health condition and uh, had to come to Brisbane for specialist care and my wife and I, Belinda, we put him up for a couple of months at our house. And it was great to have him in the place, but it was also extremely sad because he couldn't bloody talk anymore. And he was talking through a machine. like. And my wife and I sometimes made a little joke of that, you know, like he was, he, Max would say... <coughs> and, I, and she'd say to me, what did he say? And I said, oh, my God, I, I don't know what he said. But through his little computer, he would type his information in and then the computer would talk to us. Wow, what a man, what a man. And I think he's a classic example of a person who's so, who was so dedicated to the Timorese that he stayed in the country and no wonder he got the uh, Timor Medal of Honour, I think it's called. Um, so thank you, Max, for being so passionate about saving people and improving their lifestyle. Um, so we'll see you at the funeral. Yeah. Who else? Who else would like to uh, say something about? Uh, what can be about the programs. It can be about the uh, organisation in general. Yeah, Matt. <laughs> um, I just wanted to sort of um, give you some feedback to the team that put the. Um, Team or waiting together, so the vets, the vets care team, is to say what it does from an individual perspective is that um, post-military and work and life and family, etc., the world gets very, very busy, and especially coming out of the military, um, you sort of lose that contact and support. And you sort of forget about the military. 
But what, what the Seymour Awakening and what Veterans Care did for me was to actually just pull you out of that environment, you know, and it was for a period of time that I really didn't want to um, spend away. I was, you know, because, you know, they got the pull of work and, you know, using leave and all the rest of it. And so it took you away from a significant amount of time compared to what you'd normally, like normally I'd get a weekend away or something like that. So it was a really significant amount of time to sort of come away from the world and what was going on. And then the program itself, it could have been nothing, but the program was fantastic, but just getting out of the environment. But then the elements that you covered, which was, you know, the physical fitness side of the house, the food, the the people, you know, the conversations, you you know, the fire, watching the sun come up, et cetera. It really gave you time to sort of reflect and stop and see what else what else could be there, and what it's done for me is that slight shift when they talk about that one degree of separation and sort of moving forward, is to start bringing that focus, that sort of business of sort of life and trying to um, survive, to oh wow look at this you know the stuff the team is your team is doing and I was really impressed by how much. Uh, work on outward looking the whole team was doing you know we talk about team and all the rest of it so I just want to provide that feedback and say you know a big big thank you you know to to everybody there's nobody in particular but everybody that was there for that opportunity to um, stop that sort of inward surviving that goes on from day to day and start saying wow there's so much out there unlike what's going on in Timor like you know the floods like, here we are, you know, we get sort of flooded in Brisbane and, you know, the world sort of turns your attention to it and over there 50 people are dying. And, you know, if that happened in Australia, um, the, the, you know, the outcome would have been much different. And um, so, yeah, so I just want to pass on the thank you and just sort of say as an individual, you know, that's what it's done with me is taken away that sort of just that surviving, focusing on the day-to-day to, oh, wow, there's much more out there it could be contributing to, so... So I really appreciate it and thank you to the whole team. Yeah, I'd just like to say something um, in regards to the Veterans Care Association. Prior to Tony and I joining Veterans Care, we belonged to another organisation. And I wanted to get Tony engaged in activities, but the answer was always, no, it's too hard, it's too difficult, we can't accommodate you. But the moment that I mentioned that Tony and I wanted to go to Timor-Leste, the first question was asked of me was, how can we make that happen for you? How can we assist you? And from the moment we left Brisbane or we arrived in Darwin, everyone was there to support us along the way. Not only the Veterans Association, but the other veterans that were actually on the course. And then by the time we got to Timor-Leste, the Timorese people jumped in. I mean, they were just so giving and so wonderful. And I know Tony can't remember it now, but he actually had the time of his life and he was so happy. So I feel very gifted and special uh, that we actually had the opportunity to do it together. So I just need to say thank you very much, Veterans Care Association. Thanks, Carol. And you just heard from an angel. Black one. 
Yeah, I, I think that um, it has opened new doors, opened our eyes. You find a lot of hope, joy. I was in T15 and fun, challenging, new things, new experiences, but you don't do it alone. You have a team encouraging you and lifting you up, and they dare. So this building, for, for Mates for Mates, it just done itself too. It's just what you've, you come through on a weekend or the time that we have at T15, but it's the hope and it's the togetherness. And, and I think, like you said, it, there's more but I think that we haven't been in this group or seeing many faces. And on our last meeting that we had with you, uh, that we went to your talks, it was just felt like we were coming to family. We thought, you just, you're family. And I think that that's more than just the time you have together. You care and love one another. And I think that's what T15 and if we ever have the opportunity, I'd love to meet people from East Timor. And I think I probably can talk a little bit with them because I speak Spanish and it sounds like it. <laughs> so I look forward to it. Hello, everybody. Um, I first heard Gary talk probably about three or four years ago at a, an event I attended. It was a fundraising dinner, I believe, for the, uh, uh, the Knights of the Southern Cross ran it, whom I belong to, but Gary was the guest speaker, and I think he was just drawing attention to a lot of the work that he does for the veterans, and uh, I thought, yeah, it's, it's very interesting, what a man, to talk about his own personal experiences also with PTSD, and uh, how he relates to, how he related him having it and his men having it and him starting this organisation so many years ago. So I started coming to the meetings here and, and the first time I came I, I was a little bit nervous and you know, hesitant walking in but I walked out so sort of spiritually uplifted after hearing the work that you all do. His son Michael, Gary, his wife Lynn, all the people here that go overseas uh, to East Timor and meet with the veterans. In fact, we met the East Timorese Tormer, East uh, veterans when they came out here some years ago, about three years ago. And we all got together, such nice people, and we realised some of the problems they went through during the uh, Indonesian occupation of that country. But I'd just like to say how spiritually uplifting it is to attend the meetings here, whenever you have them, and, you know, I missed, there were several months, there's been quite a lot of time since you've had the last meeting, and I was getting, I was missing it. I needed to come to one of your meetings today, and uh, one of our friends from our association, the Australian-American Association, joined us today, Amber, from the Gold Coast, and uh, I'm just glad that she came just to see you all here and, and the work that you do and the good things that you do for the community here, as well as the veterans community, as well as the East Timorese. And uh, it's very inspiring, and uh, I get really enthusiastic when I hear you talk, Michael. I really do. Yeah, great work. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks, Mike. Um, I was on Timor Awakening 12, and we went over to Timor in um, February 2020, and I thought, oh, that'd be good. It'd be good to get on that trip and good to have a look around and um, check it all out. And But it was not till I got home that I realised what a special program that I was lucky enough to be involved in. It was while I was there with our group, we had a small group which was really good and we dug some foundations uh, at the Samo School, at the university. And I reckon while I was there, I just wanted to make, I say to everybody that may get on a trip over to East Timor, make the most of every single conversation, every single moment, Every single time when you walk through Timor Plaza, the door, speak to the doorman, speak to every single person that you can. Embrace the culture, the people, um, everything about Timor itself. Um, ask questions because the locals are really... I had a few issues um, from my time in 1999 and the locals themselves helped put a few demons to bed. Um, and it was also good to listen to you, Michael, when we were down at Batano, I had no idea about some of the stuff. Actually, all the stuff you spoke about, I had no idea. And when we had Veterans Day and Michael's up there speaking on behalf of us and, I suppose, our government... Australian <laughs> yeah, Australian veterans. <laughs> he went on, and uh, and I, like I am now. And, uh, and I, every time Michael made a speech, because I normally videoed it, I, I get that off my mum, I take photos and videos of everything... Uh, Michael always have to say, I'd always have to have a conversation with you and say, oh, what was that all about? What did you say? And what were they doing when when you when they all laughed? What was that all about? So uh, I suppose you probably got sick of that, but I just I'm just really interested in the place and the people, like I was in '99 when I was there. It's a fascinating place, and if you, the main thing I wanted to say, if you get over there, just really embrace every single bit about it and about the place and about the people, and that's all I'll say. Uh, Michael, could I just emphasise how important organisations like this are because they're A, effective and B, efficient. From my experience there, every department of the United Nations is represented. They spend most of their time writing reports to the headquarters back in New York. They run things like uh, seminars for police, but none of the police uh, spoke English. The lecturers were in English. But... <laughs> Big, there are at least six medical organisations that I know of uh, operating there, but nobody ever coordinates or cooperates co all these NGOs operating in Timor-Leste. And the big ones like uh, Red Cross, for example, every dollar you give them, 10 cents ends up in Timor. 90 cents in the dollar goes to the organisation of these huge things like the Salvos and the um, uh, Red Cross. Your organisation, every dollar is going to materials and it's doing something. And I, I urge everyone here as members to support things like this. We all give to the Red Cross, we always give things to this and it's a worthwhile and they've got worthwhile aims but they're not nearly as effective as a little outfit like this. I just want to echo something Ian just said there. Um, when you're looking at how these organisations like the Red Cross, for example, organise their activities and how uh, some of these NGOs actually 
what it looks like on the ground. Um, I remember being a translator over there and there was a, we had a, a storm period where all the roofs got ripped off in the town. So as you do, you a patrol commander, you write your patrol reports, it goes back through. Hello. <laughs> Eventually it goes up the chain. Anyway, one day walking back through the village again and two trucks turn up. Both of them filled with roofing supplies. We all looked at each other. Did you know this was happening? No. So everybody just followed these two trucks. They pulled up into the middle of the town, into the soccer field, and they were tilt tray trucks and they just tilted their trays and they just dumped these roofing supplies in the middle of the town and stood back with cameras. And you can imagine what happened next. There was about a second of everybody looking at each other followed by three seconds of absolute frenzy. It was all gone. <laughs> and yeah, the next day walking through, doing another patrol through the village, saw a couple of things. One was that there were some houses in the town where the roofs were back on and you know, people were uh, living a better standard of life. The other thing we noticed was that in the marketplace, roofing supplies were for sale. <laughs> so um, just to echo again what Ian was saying about coordination and about uh, you were talking earlier, Michael, about the level of detail um, in the receding process and, and uh, also, again, about ha having auditors come through and audit, audit your books and the like. Um, I'd just like to say that's highly commendable and it is uh, outstanding in the sense that it does stand apart from a lot of the other organisations that claim to do the same thing. Uh, and I'd just like to encourage you to continue doing that. Thanks, that, mate. Thanks, everybody, who's uh, shared so far. Some really great um, insights there. Does anybody else want to share anything before we think about heading to lunch? Are we all good up the back there, Roar? What are we on? Subway, is it? Subway. Nice. One last for Miguel. Okay. Close up. Thank you, everybody. It's so good to see. I didn't mention before, I was just thinking about all these things, but it's so, so good to see so many familiar faces and friends here. We've all had such unique connections on different programs and different experiences and uh, different projects. Uh, it's really exciting to move forward. Everything we speak about is a plural. We're all going to do this together going forward. Uh, and it, any of these projects are available to anybody in this room as much as you're willing and want to get involved more. Um, in team, I was reflecting this week, last couple of weeks, I've done a fair bit of work with Team Reese people and between Team Reese people and with what's been going with Max and uh, just chatting with a lot of the Team Reese who are living in southeast Queensland who are, without request, uh, just want to support and, uh, and help out with what's, with what's going on. Uh, and it brought me to think that there's no word in the Team Reese language and it's also in a lot of other South... Southeast Asian Pacific languages, there's no word for please or thank you because everything you do is, uh, is just given. I'll do something because it's a given, because it's the right thing to do. Um, and maybe that's insurance. 
like tribalistic insurance that you know, at some point I'm going to need help. And, I, and I, I'm sure if I have enough people that there might be people around that will help me when I'm uh, having, having difficulty. I'm not sure if it's more simple than that, or, but there's, a, there's, a, there's almost like an indignity in saying thank you or like making some sort of contract like going forward and sometimes that's a bit peculiar when um, it's just not part of the culture it's just you do something because you do it because together we're all different we're all unique we're all imperfect but that's perfect like we all support each other in different ways we all have strengths and that's our differences and strengths make up the strength of our community and our tribe or whatever metaphor you use but uh, and that's and I, I see that I see that here and I see that with our community in Timor and um, whether we're together all the time or whether we're apart and whether we're interacting through social media reports or through phone calls or through house calls or whatever way we're helping each other um, we're always together and we don't need to thank each other we just uh, yeah I just hope we just keep keep doing it keep keep uh, keep supporting each other and we'll continue to be strong. And uh, I've certainly thought if there was a world, I thought about this leaving the army, my rational brain, if there's World War Three, how can I still support? I thought, well, I'll just go to Timor, of course, become a colonel or brigadier in the mountains and I'd be able to join the fight. And if, if there was a front, you know, if there were, I don't think there will be. Um, and the same goes with this here. If you want to deploy, deploy, create a deployment. Want to help? Want to get out and community? We can do that. Like we can, we can create all this is all this is possible for us to do it ourselves and the purpose beyond what used to be organised for us in the military or whatever lives we all live in different lives. I think these days, that, and it's all about recreating and reinventing and, um, and just finding a good, good, wholesome purpose and trying to live out. Good values together. Anyway, so uh, yeah, uh, just wanted to add add that to finish off. And if you do come on Friday, uh, you'll see a lot of the teamerees that'll be coming out from factories and late shifts and be taking off one of their days from working in the in the in the fields to come together as a community. And that's just how it's done in Timor. Just like this work here, all the work that's being done every day, they just keep supporting each other until they can rest. And when they can rest, they'll rest. Um, some people, like the veterans, just keep on serving. Anyway, I just thought I'd finish with that. Yes. Yeah, please, uh, if you've got medals, wear, wear medals um, on Friday. It'd be really great to, to see that the, the service is open uh, to anybody that would like to come down, show solidarity, support. Thanks, Michael. So it, it, it is time for lunch, and uh, yeah, just yeah, finally, like thank you to everyone who's come today, and uh, thank you particularly to the uh, to the staff behind the scenes. There's a lot of people put that together, but like particularly Michael and uh, and Row and Cole. But the um, man, it's just lovely to be part of this community. I mean, this is just this is life, isn't it? This is life at its best. We see some needs and we go about doing them, you know, meeting, meeting those particular needs. But it'll be, it'll be lovely to see as many people uh, as can come on Friday. Um, after that, just to let you know, we're going to try to have care for our own health a little bit over December, January. So don't come up with any new projects for us over the, over the Christmas holidays. And uh, we'll be, you know, we'll, Roe will be holding the fort, uh, you know, responding to 
messages from DBA and other organisations, but we'll uh, be back on deck on the 1st of February. And if you know anyone, we still do have a couple of spaces available for that TA17, so if you know anyone that might benefit from this, encourage them. We will be doing a selection board for TA17 on the 22nd of November. And um, But yes, uh, thank you all. Thanks for this food. and. I give thanks to God for bringing us all together. God bless you all and have a happy Christmas as well. Thank you.